to read and to study the Word of God each week. And so it's, it's been a real uh, privilege for me this week uh, to, be, to be reading and to be thinking about the passage that we will be looking at today. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. And Marty, I can see you sidling over to the computer to put it up on the screen. That would be great. If, um, so you don't have to ask if anybody wonders where my family are today. Juliet had her stepfather pass away um, about a week ago, and so she and the kids are actually up in Tepuki, um, up in the Bay of Plenty. And um, sad time, but, but also a lovely time to be with family. And so they're doing that. This is Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. <clears throat> On the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Now, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. (laughs) How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. (laughs) Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Awesome, eh? Awesome, awesome passage. So what we're going to do today is we're going to think about this amazing moment um, that we've just heard about. And, and so, so, so firstly, what I want to do is, is I want to look at, is I want to think about how the fact that just as Mary said yes to the angel, what I wanted to, to do is I want to just start by inviting us all just to, just to try to think about and to remember our own greatest and bravest yes. That we feel that we have given to God at some point ourselves. That's first. Secondly, and then because God, um, because a yes to God can lead to such incredible and amazing things, I want us to think about 
well then, why don't we say yes to God more? Why don't we say yes to God more? And so, so maybe, what are some of the things that stand in the way of us saying yes to God more? And then lastly, what I want to do is I want to just ask us to imagine and to, to invite God to inspire us with, with what could happen if we did. If we, as a, as a people and as a church, uh, were to begin to make yes our default. If we, if we, if we, if we thinking about the, the year that is to come, for example, if, if we were to make yes to God our default. Okay. So as I was reading this passage through, I've got to say that the first image and idea that was laid upon my mind and on my heart was, was just this image of all of creation as it waits. And if it could, of, of, the, of the whole creation just sort of holding its breath to see, to find out in suspense what will Mary do? What will this young girl called Mary do? How will she respond to this incredible news that she's received? Now, we've got some of creation here with me today. Of course, it's the time when the animals come out. Um, and so I want to invite you just to imagine with me today that somehow all of creation is holding its breath and waiting to see what Mary will do. What will Mary do? And all the while, can, can you imagine that that no one, that well, no one yet knows what she will do. That that we still somehow know that the whole future of the world is somehow hanging in the balance as Mary considers how she will respond. So that's the image and the idea that's been on my mind, which is a bit like, if, if you're with me, um, you know, one of those huge moments of suspense um, that, that you might get in a movie or, or in a book where, you know, um, you, you just do not want to watch or to read the next page and yet you just cannot help, it. you just cannot tear yourself away because you have to find out what will happen next. So it's like a, it's a cliffhanger as... as all of creation waits. You remember that, that verse? It's on the screen. Romans chapter 8. All of creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed in the hope that the creation itself will be freed from its bondage to decay and will be brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. And so, in a way, I want to invite us to see that this is all somehow embedded and it's sort of on the table as Mary draws her breath to speak. All of creation is waiting this moment for what she will do. No pressure, right? So with that now... As our backdrop, what I want to do is I just want to ask us to focus on and to imagine with me today just the power and the potential that is present and that is pregnant, shall we say, in those moments when I know that we too are visited by God. 
with a choice or with some kind of invitation to, to be part of what God is doing as well. And to do that, I want to start by inviting us, as I suggested, as I mentioned before, to just try to think about what might have been for you um, your own greatest and bravest yes. Now, when I say yes, I need to say just quickly um, before I go on, I'm not talking about your, your yes like, for example, when your husband or your wife proposed or when you bought your first car or, or something else like that. But what I'm talking about are those moments or times in your life when you felt that you were faced with the choice between saying yes to something that you felt God really wanted to do through you. Or to saying no. Maybe it's just a choice that you're, maybe it's a choice that you're wrestling with here today. But whichever it is, all I want to do now is I just want to invite us to turn to someone near us, if you're feeling brave enough to share, and just to share about maybe your, your biggest, your greatest and bravest yes. Whatever comes to mind. And, and if there's nothing, that's okay too. So afterwards, if, if anyone wants, wants to share with us all, there might be a moment for that too. But just let's just take a couple of moments and, and whatever comes to mind. What's your greatest and bravest yes? It might just be your, your, your first coming to faith. It might be getting baptized, George. It could be anything at all. Get a couple of minutes to share. Where you go. I'm expecting a little bit of silence first, as people think. Bit of a challenge. I pray that God would reveal something to you. Your greatest and bravest, yes. So as we're talking, some of you are silent, and that's okay. Others of you have got a story, and, and just think, do I want to, is that something that I want to share? Obviously, I've made you all go silent now. Does anyone want to put up their hand, and I've got a microphone, the blue one, Tony, and if anybody wants to just put up their hand, just, just a sound bite, just, a, just a, your, your greatest and bravest yes. Looks like, Brent, you're moving towards, no, no, quick, get down, put your hand down. No pressure. If there's nothing, that's absolutely fine. Um, and the Lord convicted me to cry out to him on several occasions. On several occasions until um, we had a big August storm here one night. And it took the roofs off and it was No, I can't remember when it was. But he said, this is your last cigarette, and I never, ever craved a cigarette after that. Hmm. Never had one after that. Praise so that's what happened to me. And that's Beautiful. a big, big thing for me. That's awesome. Can I give you a high five? Yes, you <laughs> Well done. That is awesome. Anyone else? I can't. Oh, here we go. Down here. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Lovely Christmas card. Oh, that's right. That's okay. Um, we've got a problem in our family. I've got a cousin who's gone wrong. 
and she's abandoned her three children. They are living with their father and his partner. Now, I'll be seeing them on Boxing Day. And God, God just spoke to me this morning and said, well, I've got a lovely photo during the week of the oldest one, Indiana, and she's going to Waitaki Girls High School next year. And God just put it up on my heart this morning, why don't you see if you can get her a Bible? <laughs> the money's a bit tight, but I'll squeeze it out somehow. And um, RL's taken some notes here to see if we can find a Bible for Indiana. So if those people would be willing, would you pray that Robin and Joss will accept it? I'm just not sure how they'll react to it, but I just feel that's what I should do. Robin and Joss? Robin and Joss. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this idea, this initiative of faith um, to go and and buy and give a Bible to to these people. And we pray, Lord, that you would be speaking to them now, Lord, that that you'll be softening their hearts and opening their minds, Lord, to hear from you. And we pray, Lord, that, the, that your word, God, would, would go into their hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My words exactly. Awesome. Hallelujah. <laughs> So whether there was something on your mind or not before, and I understand it's difficult on the spot to come up with something, but some of you did, and that's great. Um, I just want to say that while it might not be exactly as it was for Mary, you know, I'm really convinced that God is still in the business of, of, of inviting every single person who, who believes in him to get involved and to join in God's work to join in with God by saying yes in the wonderful things to, to the wonderful things that, that God is wanting, still wanting to do through us today. So recently at our Friday night youth night, I, I decided to split up the, the youth who were there into two different groups for a debate. Okay, where we can have a debate. Um, and the topic or the moot, as they say, for this debate was this. It was that Christmas is the most important day of the year. Christmas is the most important day of the Christian calendar, um, Christian year. So, are you for or are you against? That was the debate. Um, now, the, of course, the youth did not get a choice as to which um, they would argue for. And so, because uh, the point was that each of these groups was to argue for a different um, different point on this on this. Uh, topic, um, and the other so one group had to argue that yes, this is true, and the and the other group had to had to argue for a different day that a different day was the most important day of the year instead. And so you guessed it, the other group chose, of course, they chose Easter. So now one group had to argue that it was Christmas. Well, that group did not think it was fair. They thought it was unfair because they didn't get to choose. They still had very one very compelling. Point, one obvious, in fact, and very compelling point, which is that if Mary had not said yes to God at that point, then Jesus never would have been born. And he never would have lived the perfect life. And he never would have died. And he never would have risen from the dead. 
And, and he never would have um, poured out the Holy Spirit upon the church and upon you and me. And so can you see that a whole lot is hinging on Mary's choice in this moment? A whole lot is hanging on Mary's choice. And on this woman, this, this girl who had probably hardly even been to school. And so I just think it's amazing don't you? How, how God would trust his whole plan of salvation in a way on her and on, on her willingness to just lean into God, to trust herself to him and to say yes. So as we continue now, just, just quickly to think about the power and the potential that was invested in Mary's willingness to say yes then I reckon it would, be, it would be great just to think today about the power and the potential that is there when we too are willing to risk, to trust, and to say yes. So, if God really can do such incredible things when we say yes, then why is it that we do not say yes to God more? So I wonder... I wonder if it's just maybe because of the sheer beauty and and the sheer wonder of this passage that we're looking at today that one of the things that we often, I think, overlook is just that sometimes a very simple yes to God will also involve, will also come with a cost. And, And when we know what that cost will be, it can take a lot of trust and it can be hard for us to say yes. And so as we think about Mary some more, and about the context of her time, I wonder if we can see that this kind of yes that Mary gives would have probably, it would have really cost her quite a lot. And it would have probably cost her more than we can see. So we could think about her family. We could think about her friends. We could think about, we could think about the man who she was promised, who she had promised herself to, to marry. We could think about the Jewish law. And now she was what? Um, and what did it mean in those days to be pregnant outside of marriage? What about the gossip? Um, or the risk that she'd be rejected and abandoned by everyone she knows. If you know the story, you, you know, you'll no doubt know that the first thing that Joseph does when he hears about this news is that he's already drafting up the papers for a premarital divorce. <laughs> and if the authorities got involved, couldn't she have been killed? It was a pretty different world to ours today. So yeah, as we come back to ourselves then, then I want to ask, then with all of this in mind, what's what's stopping us from saying yes to God more ourselves? Well, the first thing that stands out for me is that saying yes to God will always, I think, come with some kind of risk, um, or some kind of personal cost to ourselves. 
that should make sense, that even at a most basic level. Um, when, we, when we just think about the fact that a yes to God will always, and as a rule, be a no to something else. A, a yes to God or a yes to this or a yes to that will always be a no to something else, and, and often to many other things as well. And so for me, I immediately think, for me, I immediately think of those times in my life when I have fought against my every desire to say no. When, when God has asked me or, or when God has put it on my heart, maybe, you know, to get up on a stage and preach um, or, or to share my faith or, or to lead in some way, you know. And yet when we step out in faith and when we say yes, can I remind you that God empowers, that, that God enables, and that God empowers, and that, and that God will never leave you on your own. The other thing comes to mind is, as I think of those times when saying yes to God has required me and later my family to, to move away from people and from places that we've known and loved or to, to move out of our comfort zones. Times when I've felt alone and unequipped for, God, for what God is asking me to do. And, and I, I reckon that Mary would have felt all of these things herself as well. You know, I just think about how scary and how uncomfortable was Mary's yes. When very quickly, uh, which very quickly became Joseph's yes as well. As they, as a young and newly married couple from a small town in Galilee, all of a sudden had to travel to give birth to their first son. And then straight out after that, they became refugees. You know, no other family or support that we're told of, anyway, they, they had to get out down to Egypt um, so that their new son, their brand new son, would not be killed um, by the soldiers of King Herod. And, and as Jesus grew, did, did, did the cost of, of their yes just stop there? No. They certainly did not. And so who here likes the feeling of being in control? Not looking at anyone in particular. Who likes the feeling of being in control? In control of their lives. Um, who likes to feel confident and gifted and, and well equipped um, for, for what you feel that you're called to do? Who likes to feel confident and strong? In what they do. Or, or, or who likes a nice, calm and orderly routine? That, that has no sudden upsets or opposition or surprises that will get in the way. Who likes that? I see some smiles. Um, you know, well, if that's you, then just have a look at some of the people, some of the other people in the Bible and in the world who have said yes to God more than once. Um, and tell me, in what ways was their, were their lives like that? Calm and predictable. You know, where they felt confident and, and well-equipped to do what God had asked them to do. 
I think of Noah. I think of Abraham and Sarah. I think of Moses. I think of Gideon and his tiny little army who God asked him to fight with against the Midianites. I think of Jonah who didn't want to go where God was asking him to go. I think of Esther. I think of Daniel in the exile. I think of Peter who stepped out of the boat. And there's so many other examples too that show that a yes to God will always involve faith. And it will require us to go beyond what we feel that we can do just on our own. We shouldn't forget that we're talking here about God. And we shouldn't forget that God's plans should always be much bigger and better than anything that we can dream up or achieve ourselves. And I should also say at this point that we must not forget the devil um, and that there is a power that is always working to try to stop what all that God is, is trying to do from, from taking place. And when we say yes to God, we move into that contested space as well. And we see this with Mary and her son, don't we? Now in Luke chapter 16, Jesus says that whoever can be trusted with a little can also be trusted with much. And whoever um, is dishonest with a little, very little, will also be dishonest with much. And I want to close by suggesting that our yeses to God are a lot like this too. Yeah. So I remember, as, and I, I think I've shared before, how when I was only about 16, that I decided to, God, to say to God, well, God, from now on, Whatever you ask me to do, I will say yes. And then from that moment on, it was very clear to me that God had heard. Boy, because it was then that almost straight away, it was just like chance after chance after chance for me to prove that what I had said was true and that I meant it when I said that I would say yes to God, whatever God might ask. Sometimes, of course, I failed and I I was too timid to follow through with my yes. Maybe sometimes I was too focused on myself. And so I'm still walking in that journey here today. But wouldn't you just love to see what could happen if we all, and now together, were to make that choice that from now on, and just like Mary, that we will say, yes, here we are, Lord. We are your servants, Lord. We are your servants. So let it be with us. Let it be with each one of us here in accordance with your will and with your word. So with that, I, I just, I just would love now to pray. Um, and as we, and as we pray, I just want to suggest that if you're willing, that we would each ask God to fill us.
and to overshadow us with the same Holy Spirit, as we heard, who overshadowed Mary and who, who fulfilled God's word through the life of her son who was conceived in her womb. But in filling and overshadowing us, let's pray that he will also inspire um, and uplift us with a huge amount of courage and faith to say yes to whatever um, bold or scary or courageous ideas that God is putting into our hearts today and for the months and years that, that lie ahead. Okay, let's, let's invite God to, to fill us, to overshadow us today as a church and to give us the courage and the boldness to say yes. Let's pray. Our Father God, as we have heard today about the incredible things that you can do, that only you can do, when we only just trust in you and say yes, would you help us to also trust and to surrender ourselves to you as well? And would you help us each, Lord, to let go of our sense of need to control so that you, Lord, will be able to do incredible things through us that will inspire others, too, to put their trust in you. Lord, if it is a yes to being involved in something new, to sharing our faith, if it is, if it is a yes to, to giving, to bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse, as we heard the other week, if it's a yes just to Sabbath and to rest, to having balance, a balance in our lives that honours you, if it's, a, if it's a yes to sharing an idea that God has put upon our hearts, If it's a yes to investing in relationships with our children and our youth here at church. If it's to be a yes to forgive. Would you give us the courage, Lord, to say yes? And would you give us the courage and the wisdom to say no to whatever will be required to make our yes a yes that we will truly follow through. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would be glorified among us and in this city. To your name be the glory, Jesus, we pray. Amen.